Welcome to a new edition of Showtime with Coop. Insightful BS with my Laker teammates and NBA legends. And we got another NBA legend in the house right here, Mike Warren. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Uh, my pleasure, Coop. But you, you're giving me honors that I don't really deserve. I, I never really played in the NBA. I, I went from UCLA into the film business. I was drafted by Seattle. You know, back in those days, you had about 400 rounds, and I was on the very last one. And I got a, I got a contract through the mail from Seattle, and it was like receiving, you know, how you get junk mail that says occupants. That's, that's that's what my letter looked like, man. I opened it up. It, it, it was like a memograph form. It, 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 they had penciled in my name in case I said no. They could write somebody else's name. And I, <laughs> Listen, I hear with that talk, man. And so I, I opened it up, and uh, uh, you know, and I had I had been all American and 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 played against bigger guys and stuff, and had done really well. And, but they they offered me. 10, 10 grand and I had to try out and and um, you know growing up in Indiana man we didn't have uh, Chicago Bulls weren't what they became you know and so my heroes were those guys who went to my high school prior to so I didn't grow up with that burning desire to play in the NBA I started thinking about it when I was a senior at UCLA but when I got that letter I was like uh Man, I can make more money than this hustling, you know, in the business. Well, about like that? to me, I know it would take me years to make that 10 grand. <laughs> Mike, listen, you're an NBA legend. Don't get out of here with that. Anyway, we got Mike here. Mike, you just already hit on my first question. Who are some of your role models growing up? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I had to start with my family, you know, my pops and my mom's. Uh, um, then I had an older brother who was a great athlete. Uh, my mom used to always remind me that that I got my basketball talent from her. But it was guys from my high school, man. A Herbie Lee, John Coleman, who was Mr. Basketball in Indiana back in the day. You know, Indiana was the hotbed back when I was growing up, you know. And, and, um, and so it was all guys who, who played before me. Uh, obviously, Oscar Robinson, who played the Christmas, Christmas Addicts. Uh, I, I loved watching him play, uh, even though I was young. I used to watch Tommy Hawkins, who became a Lakers because he went to Notre Dame. Um, but though, you know, the, my, my main heroes were the guys that, that uh, I saw play growing up. Uh, uh, Mike, one thing that your mom or dad gave you that you still, or said to you, that you still hold dear to you and to your success so far? Oh, man, it's, it's, it's be yourself, you know. Uh, you know, you can, you can only be the second best of somebody else, but you can be the very best of who you are. So, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's always trying to be true to yourself, be honest with yourself, you know, you being in sports or, or in the entertainment business, you, you have a, a lot of people who are patting you on the back and people writing great things. And, you know, and you have to be able to, to judge for yourself when you did well and when you didn't. And uh, so I think that was probably the best, the best advice that was echoed by John Wooden later and, on. And, and again, get, get ready to hit on that favorite subject right there great words of wisdom because those words of wisdom and you being yourself brought you to ucla 
uh, one of the greatest basketball teams and one of the greatest coaches has ever played this game. Uh, a little bit about you, Mike, starting guard from 66 to 68, led by our guy, Lou Alcindor. You, you know what? Uh, uh, our career has paralleled with different people that we have uh, experienced and have been with. Uh, mm -hmm. Both teams, legendary coach John Witten. You, uh, how does it feel to be on one of the greatest college teams that's ever played the game? You guys went thirty and oh man. Yeah, that my, my sophomore year or junior year, we went thirty and all. And the following year, twenty nine and one. Uh, you, you know, John Witten never saw me play. No, uh, never saw me play. Um, my my coach uh, in high school played for John Wooden in high school and in college. My junior high school coach played for Wooden in high school and I think even in college. So when, when I, I was, I had just come back from Kansas and I'm walking down the hall and, and my geometry teacher came out of the, the classroom and he had been like a statistician and, and I only knew him as a, as a teacher and, and the guy who kept our stats. And he stopped me in the hall and said, have, you know, have you decided where you're going to go to school? I said, no, not yet. You know, Michigan is supposed to be sending a jet for me to, to fly there. And I've got these offers other places, been to Kansas. And, and he said, well, Johnny Wooden is a friend of mine. And, and but little did I know that he was Coach Wooden's first assist, assistant at my high school back in the 40s. And he knew more basketball, Wooden later told me, than Wooden knew at that particular time. In fact, he's in our Indiana Hall, Hall of Fame as a basketball coach. He never talked about any of that. He was such an unassuming man, very much like Coach Wooden. And so he was the one that first, first told me about UCLA. Hey, Coop, and you can appreciate this, man. And, and Ari, I said, you're... you're, you're um, Area code is 312. That's Chicago. That's right. So, That's right. So you, know, you know what I'm getting ready to talk about. I came out to UCLA in March, mid-March, snow still on the ground, right? And and so I got a, a stocking hat on, a long overcoat, and I get off of that plane coop, and that heat hit me. And I said, this is where I'm going to school. I'm going to school here. There, there was no, nothing on campus. It was spring break, no parties, no girls, no under the table money, nothing, man. And so Wood laid out the, the, the plans for Paulie. And he was very impressive because he, he, didn't, he didn't say, when you come here, you know, your sophomore year, you'll be starting. He didn't make any promises, just that you'll get a great education. And it's a great institution. And, and so he laid out the plans to Paulie. But when I went back home and I saw my high school coach and he said, how did it go? I said, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. You know, I met a guy who played on, on the national championship team. His name was Kenny Washington. He took me around and, and I met coach who was very impressive and laid out the plans. But, but for some reason, if coach wouldn't in UCLA, if they don't want me, there's USC, there's Cal State, there's North. <laughs> oh, you stand on the West. <laughs> I wanted to get where that heat was, man. And he said, and he said, you know, if if, if you don't play for Johnny Wooden, you're not gonna go to UCLA. And, and it worked out. Well, you know what? That was one of the fantastic things about it because 
you know what? I'm, I, I get jealous of UCLA players back then because I remember watching you guys on TV all the time. But, uh, obviously, being in Westwood, uh, playing right. for one of the greatest greatest basketball minds. The one thing that I always was impressed by Coach Wooden, I never, ever saw him yell at you guys. I mean, am I wrong or right? Or did he yell at you in practice? But, you know. Oh, he got on us. He got on us. You know, his way was, was his favorite saying, if he got upset, was gracious sakes alive, right? <laughs> now, 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 we know in the heat of battle, you may say, good gracious, yeah, whatever. But you know what that really means. And, and so, and he would always remind us that, that if we weren't, playing the way he wanted us to play which was really team basketball that's what he stressed fundamentals and team basketball and if we weren't doing that he had a great seat right next to him where he where we could watch the game so you know one of the one of the really great things that i admire about the coach and there 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 are tons but but as as a as a basketball coach he was not afraid to bench his star player. And, and though he didn't, he didn't treat us all the same because that that's ridiculous. You know, yeah. everybody's got different talent. And, and one of the things he used to always say is that, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to love you all the same, but I may not like you all the same. Mm-hmm. And so he, he was the kind of guy that would tell Bill Walton, if you don't get that haircut by 30, you know, whatever time, then I'll make the call for you to go someplace else. You know, <laughs> when Sidney Wicks told him he had these lamb chops, coach, you know, uh, uh, you don't have the big fella anymore, meaning Kareem Lou Alcindor at that time. You know, you don't have him anymore. He said, no, Sidney, I don't. But if you don't have those lamb chops cut off by such and such a time, it won't matter. <laughs> and, and he meant it. You, you know, one time, uh, uh, someone asked him, said, coach, would you really, would you really have, have, have uh, uh, called another school for Bill Walton? And, and just like a parent, he said, well, you know, it wasn't really, it didn't matter if I would or wouldn't, but he believed I would. Right. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> so, Mike, how big of, and we all hear about Coach Whitten, the one thing we hear about is a pyramid of success. Yes. How important or how big is that still uh, that you involve that not only in your athletic career, but in your everyday life? It's, it's interesting, you know, as, as an 18, 19, 20, 21 year old kid, the pyramid of success didn't mean a doggone thing. Nothing. <laughs> uh, let me see if, we, if you can just, I don't know if you can, can see up there. There it is. Yeah, there we there see that. Is, yeah. Right? Pyramid of right. success. Yeah, so as as a player, you know, I didn't want to have this fifty five year old man trying to tell me, you know, what to do. I I had my dad who could do that, and my uncle who lived in California. But but once I um, became an adult, and particularly when I started having children, um, those words resonated. Also, the words of you know of my 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 parents, you know, hard work. You know, uh, uh, success is peace of mind, which is a direct result of, you know, going on and on and on. And uh, uh, it, it, those kind of things, they don't resonate when you're when you're young because you're too young to understand what it really means. 
you know, but, but once you start, when, when you're responsible for somebody else, like mm-hmm. children, then I hear wooden all the time. I hear my parents all the time, you know, uh, work hard, be a great example, you know, love what you're doing, do it with enthusiasm, uh, uh, prepare yourself, you know, the best that you can possibly can, you know, uh, lack of preparation is, is, is failing, prepare is, is whatever that's, <laughs> that, that coin. Preparing to fail. Preparing to fail. Thank you. Um, there's just so many things that, I mean, just looking at him live his life, you know, uh, the way he carried himself, you know, I never heard him swear. Uh, I never saw him take a drink. Not that those things are, are bad things, but but he was consistent. Yeah. yeah. And and I think as a parent, you have to be consistent. I mean, there are many times I have four four children, all adults now, and I can remember going back saying, not necessarily in those words, you know, I don't particularly love you right now. I mean, I like you. Uh, uh no, reverse. I don't particularly like you right now, but I love you. <laughs> right. You know, and 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 realizing that each child is different and, and having to deal with each one separately and, and differently, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm close to them now and I was close to them growing up. And so I, I, I owe a lot of that to, to the lessons I learned from coach, the lessons I learned from my parents hmm. uh, and, and lessons I learned from, from relatives. Be, be quick, but don't hurry is one of my favorites. That's one I, I use for my kids all the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and people say, well, what, what does that mean? You know, is, how, how, do you, how do you be quick and, and don't hurry, you know? And, and, and it's one of those things that is, is take your time doing something and do it well. Don't rush through it. But, but be quick as you're trying to do it, you know, and, and even going back to learn it to the best of your ability so you don't have to think about it. And then you can be quick and you won't even hurry. You know, it's, it's, wow. he, he was deep, man. He was probably one of the smartest people I ever met um, wow. easily. Uh, and, and the things that he accomplished off the court resonated more so than the things he did on court. What about um, the shoe tying? Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports development, including updated odds on the playoffs, fights, and even next season futures. And don't forget that baseball is back and the start of the Major League Baseball season is finally here. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% off website. Oh, shit. I'll just start. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. What about um, the shoe tying? I'm reading about, you know. Oh, that was crazy, man. It's like, <laughs> hey, I'm 18 years old. I'm like, he blows that whistle. Everyone hit, you know, get on the ground, hit the floor. 
And we're gonna we're gonna go through tying your shoes. Wait, 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 Mike. That was a drill. I mean, he said that was a drill. It was yeah. Well, if you can call it a drill, yeah. It's talking like, about tying your shoes. Having everybody sit down and and going through how to tie your shoe. Wow. I'm like, wait a minute, man. But but check this out. Most important part of your body, what your feet, if you're an athlete. Yeah, your feet. If if you get blisters on your feet, you can't play. So he he not only taught us how to, to or retaught us how to tie our shoes, but how to put our socks on because you didn't want to have any crinkles in the bottom of your soles because they would rub and cause blisters. So there was always a method to to his madness, but initially that reaction is like. You know, we couldn't yeah. say it out loud. Did you just hear this fool? He said, what did you? He said, I'm going to lace your shoe and I'm going to teach you how to tie them. I'm like, man, I learned that for you. So. Like, you know what? I've heard of attention to detail, but That's that it. is to the extreme. Man. Yep. Yep. That is totally. it. That is it, man. And and that's the way our practices were run. And, I, and I'm sure... You know, you, Coop, as a high schooler going to New Mexico, it was the same thing. You know, Lakers, the details are always the most important things, you know. I, I even tell my, my children, you know, it's not, not the size of the gift that you give. You know, the, the idea that you thought about giving something, it can be small. And, and the, the fact that you remembered to do whatever it was that you thought warranted something is 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 means everything and, and with coach wooden it was repetition repetition so you didn't have to think about it man hmm. you know and that's important once you if you get a guy on the court and you can see he's thinking he's done yeah he, he can't do he, he's he may as well be paralyzed because he's yeah. like he's lost you know and and those guys who 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 make it look effortlessly you know it's hard you know, it's really tough. And the hours that they spent, you mean you on, on defense and, 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 and shooting your jumper, man, that was like hours and hours and hours of, of, of getting those muscles trained to react when you wanted them to react, you know, and, and um, Wooden was a stickler for detail, man. And, and, and fanciness. I watch these guys. I don't know about you, Coop, but you were pretty basic, fundamental player. I didn't That's see it, you baby. Around. Talk. Be basic. Be basic, man. You know, and do that really well. Well, now you see these. I just saw a YouTube video of a kid who's about five or six years old. No, maybe about eight. Going between his legs. I mean, it was unbelievable. You know, but most of the time you're doing stuff that doesn't get you to point to point B. You know, it's like, why are you going between your legs and, and, and you haven't made your defensive move? Like, who's your, uh, right, it's a waste uh, of those UCLA teams, who's your favorite teammate? Oh, uh, without question. Without question. Uh, Lucius Oliver Allen. Lucius, I, I, his middle name is Oliver, but I call him O. You know, there's the big O and, and, and Lucius I don't call him a little old. I just call him old, man. Lucius, when he first got to UCLA, I saw Lucius do things that were unbelievable. He had the best 
fake because he shot his fake shot was his fake was almost like his regular shot. And I saw guys flying. It was it was humorous and quick, quick as a cat, you know. And and so playing with him was like me playing with the right side of my body, you know. I'm the left side. He's the right. I knew what he was going to do before he did it. He knew what I was going to do. So without question, it was it was playing with O. Well, uh, you're listening to Showtime with Coop. Uh, today's guest is Mike Warren. Great, great, great person, great man, great father, great player at UCLA. Mike, we're at the point now where we call Coop's Lightning Round. I'm okay. going to give you four names, and you just tell me as much or as little bit about those, those people, okay? Okay. We've already talked about him a little bit. Tell us something else, John Wooden. John Wooden grew up in the Depression age, probably never, ever left that, that mentality was was not necessarily frugal, but but appreciated everything he got. Uh, worked hard, also instilled that work ethic in all of his teams. Um, was not one to to lavish tremendous praise on you until after you got out of out of uh, 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 out, out of UCLA. I mean, he told me things later on about me playing that that blew my mind, but. But I would say, you know, I found him to be fair, uh, funny, really funny, great sense of humor, and and a lover of God and a lover of his family. The great Pearl Bailey. Pearl Bailey? Oh, man, Pearl Bailey. Uh, <laughs> how, how rock... How raw can I get on this show, man? As raw as you want. <laughs> uh, you know, I worked on on, on uh, who uh, Norman is that you with with Red Fox and Pearl Bailey and and Red Red was was the best. If I if I can tell you two stories, one about Red and one about uh, one about Pearl. But first, Pearl Pearl um, had come on the set. She was the ambassador from, from President Ford. He had named her the ambassador of the United States. Uh, and, and so to the world. And so uh, she comes on the set and, and she and Red at that time didn't have a, a great relationship. And I'm not sure what, what that was about, but it wasn't that great. So when, when Pearl came on the set, Red, Red Fox said, Pearl Bailey's on the set. Don't nobody say why fuck. And she went ballistic, man. She she stormed off into her, her dressing room because she was a lady, man. Really, really a kind, beautiful, beautiful spirit. And 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 I, I adored her. Uh, I mean, I have I don't know three or four books where she autographed them and. And and she was a delight to work with. Uh, one of the kindest, freest giving person as an actor. Uh, you know, she gave as much as she as she would receive, and and uh, I, I have nothing but but the utmost respect for for that that woman. She was uh, she called me, she called herself my second mom. But the other story about Red, this is really wrong. <laughs> so we were. Uh, going to lunch and so i said red i gotta you know i gotta make a stop off to to uh uh to take a leak he said oh yeah me too you know so we both 
and they're taking a leak and I finish first and I go to the sink and I'm washing my hands, you know, and like my mom and dad taught me. And so Red is just like, he just gets up and, and, and walks out. I said, Red, where, where are you going? He said, what, what you mean? I, I said, you're not going to wash your hands? He said, well, Paul, I said, you just, you just took a piss. He said, oh, is that why you washing your hands? I said, yeah. He said, well, did you piss on your hands? <laughs> I said, no. He said, well, is your dick dirty? <laughs> That's, you should wash your hands before you take a piss. <laughs> it was the best, man. The next question, the next person, uh, our friend, our teammate, Lou Alcindor, a.k.a. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Man. You know, on, on that, uh, that basketball team where I played with them in 67 and 68, uh, Kareem and, and Kenny Heights were, were brainiacs, man. Uh, I mean, uh, I said Wooden was one of the smartest people. Kareem, by far, was one of the smartest people I ever met as well. And um, a, a great teammate. Uh, our college days together were, were phenomenal, you know, and, and – when he, I, I went to the airport to to uh, uh, pick him up with Coach Norman and at that time Edgar Lacey, and I got got implicit instructions from Coach Wooden. They said, "Whatever you do, don't stare at him. He will be taller than anybody you've ever seen. You're going to be amazed. I can tell you that. But but don't stare at him because he's sensitive about his height. And so that was at a time when when the airport had these plexiglass uh, artworks done by junior high and elementary students. So when he gets off the plane and I see him duck, I'm like, oh my God, man. And I've seen clips of him, you know, because he was on the Ed Sullivan show with Edgar Lacey and Edgar really had a great relationship with him. And and so I, I, I'm all I can think of is, man, I, I cannot stare. <laughs> Coach told me, don't stare, don't stare, you know. And and so I'm like, but how can I not? Okay, so I can't stare. So we're walking down the hall. And so I'm like looking off to the side and I can see me clearly, but I can't see him at all. And I'm like, man, I don't know what we have to do, but we got to get this cat, man. And, 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 uh, Lacey took him, took him around campus. Wouldn't spoke to him and, and, and the rest of history decided to come, but, but Coop, you know, as a teammate, my sophomore year, I averaged almost 17 points a game, broke hazards records as a sophomore guard. But, you know, having him come in, I'm, I'm not realizing the impact he's going to have on my game, you know. And, and so I went from almost 17 that first year to like 11, maybe 12. But we won. And I was an All-American averaging 12, point, get, 12 points a game and, and playing alongside of him. And he was unselfish you know uh, i mean we, we we would pray to have have zones played because that means he was gonna have to kick the ball out and he did you know he did 
never knew anybody who knew more about jazz. I was, I was Motown, man. I'm still Motown, you know, Philly sound. And, and I'm hearing this music, uh, cold train coming out from underneath his door. And I'm like, what the hell is that? (laughs) (laughs) And he has a, had a map on his wall of the, of a New York sub subway system. I mean, he was all New York, man. And, and, uh, but 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 as a as a teammate and as a friend coming through UCLA, um, I, I can't say anything but good things about him. We have Mike Warren on Showtime with Coop. Mike, a couple more questions. Uh, after you finish your illustrious career at UCLA, you go into acting, okay? Mm. And some of the things that you did, a plethora of things, The White Shadow, uh, City of Angels, Marcus Welby. Uh, Hill Street Blues. Yeah, Hill Street Blues. Uh, Mike, who of all the things that you've done, and that's just to name a few, who's, uh, what actress, what's the most famous actress that you kissed on screen? (laughs) Well, I'm glad you didn't say off screen. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Let me think. On screen, you know what, Coop, this may surprise you, man. and we're talking about in the 80s when you didn't see a whole lot of black folk kissing one another. Ooh. And and uh, and I would remember, man, I can't remember not one scene where I had a love scene on Hill Street. I had a lot of great things to do. But um, wow. maybe who maybe I, I kissed Lynn Moody, but it wasn't like one Ooh. of those passionate kisses, you know, they brought her up, excuse me, brought her on to play my girlfriend, but she, I think she only was on maybe one or two shows at the most, but you know, Bobby Hill was a eunuch, man. <laughs> I used to ask, I used to say, man, when you gonna, you know, let me get down, you know, but uh, um, that didn't happen too much on on screen, man. Uh, and you know, I, about- I, I kissed Cicely Tyson. Ooh, another good I, one. I, I played played. What was that like, boyfriend? Mike? What was that like? Uh, it was a dream, man. Was it was it lips soft or hard? Who's <laughs> the best? Answer the question, Mike. Was it lips soft or hard? Soft, man. Okay. They were soft, man. She was. Listen, that's she was. Way. She was. She was one of the most incredible. And I worked with her a couple of times. I did a series. I was. I had a recurring role playing a boyfriend, and then I did another series where she was a social worker in the in the play. And Alfred Woodard was in that that piece. But but. I, I called her the queen, man. You know, when I I, I met her, I said, you're royalty, you know, uh, and and whatever I can do to make, you know, make whatever you need better, please don't hesitate, you know, to tell me because uh, I have so much respect for you. And, and, and the, the, the show was, was, uh, was a John Romano who had, who had, who had been a writer on Hill street, but, but Cicely is probably one of the most impressive people I ever worked with. Mike, uh, last question, sir. Uh, who wins the NBA this year? Who wins the East? Who wins the West? And who, who uh, wins the championship? 
the one with the most points, the one with the most games. Hey, you have um, Dallas you know, and you know, it, Well, you know, I, I, I'm I'm going to pull for for West Coast, so I'm pulling I'm pulling for the uh, California school. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling school team. I'm pulling for Golden State, man. I I, I you know love watching. Steph play and 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 uh, the Warriors. I mean, you know, they play the game most of the time. Uh, you know, a lot of times they get so careless, man. I'm like, come on, man, you guys are better than that. But you know, but to watch them play is is textbook. And then you um, have Boston and Miami on the other east. You know, and when growing up, I, I was a Boston guy until you guys, till Showtime. You know, and then I became full on Laker. Um, Thank I gotta you, go. I gotta go with Boston, though. You know, <clears throat> you know that rivalry between the Lakers and Boston always makes it difficult for me to pick Boston. You know, that's what I say when I talk about Boston. Oh, yeah, but you know what? They're pretty good this year. And Boston and Golden State meet up. Who wins the championship? In your eyes, it's gonna be Golden State. Uh I think Boston, man. I think that you know, if they get that far, that size, I think it's going to be too difficult to overcome. Uh, I have a question for you. Give me a funny story about the big fella. Kareem. There's only one big fella, man. Well, there's Will Chamberlain. Okay, I understand what you said. Hey, okay, we had uh, for Kareem's birthday. You know, Kareem's birthday is April 16th. Mine is April 15th. So when we were playing in 1988. Uh-huh. So Kareem's birthday because he would come to the games with his UCLA jacket on, an right. old pair of jeans, some Adidas with no socks, and he would just, you know, get in. So what we did is everybody cut up his clothes. We left <laughs> his, his UCLA jacket on, but we cut up his jeans. I mean, everybody took some scissors and cut them all up. And this is not necessarily a funny story because, well, it's funny, but it ended up bad for me. So Kareem gets out of the shower and he holds his pants up and they're shredded. And he goes, who did this? And everybody's kind of like looking there. So we all started laughing and said, happy birthday. He goes, okay, I'm going to get you, MS. I'm going to get you. And Kareem systematically, Mike, got each and every one of us back in some kind of way. With me, we were on a flight to New York. And we were uh on a four-hour flight and stuff like that. So Kareem sat in the first seat. And Magic and I sat in the second seat. I put the top, you know, the blanket over my head and I'm sleeping and halfway through it, I'm starting to smell this burning smell. It's like, okay, what's going on with stuff? And, you know, back then we had hair, Mike. You remember? That's right. That's right. I had hair. Kareem had put Nair right here on this side and this side of my hair. And I'm like, okay. And I see that, Mike, I had to go bald from then forth because I had no hair. No hair grew here, so I had that bacon strip for the, for the last half of my career and into my, my coaching career. That's why I'm bald. That's why it's so shiny right here. Kareem put Nair, and to this day, when he talked about it, this guy laughs. It's like you're laughing, Mike. He fucking laughs, man. And I turned Kareem, this is what you reduced me to, early baldness. <laughs> that's a good one, man. That's- How about you? What about you, Mike? What's your story? Funny story about Kareem? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Let me think. Um, I, I think probably, you know, my, my room was was uh, was uh, um, across from his, or diagonally across from his. I, I was in 101. I think he was in 100 or something like that. And, and so 
I could always tell when 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 Kareem was would come in late because you would hear these footsteps coming out. I'd be quiet, dark. You hear these footsteps, and then you hear, oh, and like, what the hell was that? Kareem had hit his head on the clock. <laughs> Mike Warren, we got to end it there, my man. Anything you got going on that you want to tell us about? <laughs> yeah, I sure do, man. On, on May 26th, uh, I, I have an, an, an art exhibition. I'm a photographic artist. Awesome. And uh, uh, it's Great an exhibition that I'm going with my that. daughter uh, at, the, at the Ebell of Los Angeles at 741 South Lucerne Street. Opening night, there's an opening reception from 5 to 8 p.m. Awesome. Everyone is invited. Please come out and see our artwork. Uh, I'm, I'm online at, at uh, www.michaelwarnphotofantasy.com. Um, I'm on IG, Michael Warren Photo Fantasy. So come on out and, and, and bring, bring some money, too. Shoot. No, you know, that's that's the purpose happen. of having an exhibition is to sell. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Well, well, don't just be there. Cool. Bring that checkbook. <laughs> you know what? That's gonna be hard because my wife don't let that out of her sight. She holds on to our money with her hands and her feet. So, but I'll be there. I'm gonna be supportive. Uh, your presence, man. In all sincerity, I appreciate you. Uh, you know, coming on our show, our, our spec show, to, uh, to 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 be interviewed, and and that day was one of the best days of of the you know for the whole year that we've been been filming. We had you in the morning and then we went and shot Mr. Cartoon in the afternoon who was spectacular. Um, so thank you. And thank me, Thank you for having me on your show. Nice meeting you, Ari. Great to meet you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. There Appreciate you have it. it. Mike Warren. Love you, man. Love, love you. you love, too. You, love you. And thank you very much. Have a thank great you. day. Okay. okay. Talk to you soon. All right.